0: Hi, everybody. So welcome to my podcast. It's 2022. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to record a three-part series podcast. Now, what I've done um, to welcome you all into the new year, and I'm really, really mindful that we are now one week into the new year. A lot of you have probably tried to implement unrealistic um, new habits into your lifestyle and have probably crashed and burned, I'm sure, a lot of you at this stage. So what I've pulled together for you all for the month of January... And I'm going to record these three podcasts um, back to back so that we have a continuous 20 pointer here, my top 20 tips on what I feel as a coach, as a nutritionist, as a personal trainer has been coaching thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of hours and thousands and thousands of clients, the main key considerations when it comes to change. Um, the main important things that you should be looking at. And I think it comes from all the experience of coaching other people and suppose what not to do as opposed to what to do and to fast track you so that you don't end up making the same mistakes Um, because a lot of people tend to do the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. And as I say, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So before we kick in here to this um, 20-point series over three podcasts, I'm going to try and break it up into three. Now we are one week the last Sunday we launched um my brand new six one program. My six one plan is a an ebook program that you can download from the internet straight onto your phone, onto your iPad, onto your desktop, and it pretty much replicates the whole ethos of flexible dieting and how a lot of my successful clients strategize their eating. Um, and it's it's really to do with the fact that you don't have to diet every single day and you don't have to be perfect. But it's done in a structured way so that it's laid out and you get used to dieting in a deficit for six days and I've laid everything out really, really clearly. You can pick a breakfast, a lunch and a dinner. And if you don't like the ones that I have on there, you can pick your own. I've even put in a supplement within the program program in the resource section telling you how to use the calorie counting pal or app my fitness pal how to use it properly how to input meals how to, to to use it accurately and how to create your own recipes um if your house is anything like my house you probably have a standard five meals you cook for dinner um and you can input those in so you know that you don't have to stand cooking a separate meal for for you compared to your family just eat what they eat, but just calorie count your portion so it's all in there it's 29 pounds if you haven't downloaded it it's fantastic. The feedback's been great. Lots of people have been messaging me this morning how I'm on my day off. I've done my six days. I'm on my day off. This is great. Love it. Um, and yeah, it's a great program for 29 quid. And I have welcomed tons of new people now into my one-to-one um or sorry, my six-week online boot camp. We changed it before Christmas. We changed it to a six-week. We're going to keep it six weeks. So the results are better. I get a better opportunity to get to know everybody, coach them properly. Um, and uh we're we are tons of bookings of that already it's starting next sunday which would be sunday the 16th of january so if you're listening to this and it's not the 16th of january and you have downloaded the 6-1 plan and you feel you need more accountability you need handheld you know, need more coaching on nutrition you need more and more coaching on mindset then jump on this the six week online bootcamp. It's everything you need in terms of, I suppose, hand-holding in a way to get the results that you want. You also get, obviously, weekly uh, accountability check-in meeting with one of our coaches who are qualified nutritionists and personal trainers. Um, You also get a live Q&A with us. There's three workouts, two strength, one cardio, and we've also now introduced a new yoga session as well. But anyhow, we'll not go any further into that detail. If anybody has any questions on programmes, what they would like advice on in terms of what the best programme for them is, check out my website www.taragrinesfitness.com There's a programme section, there's a section for the six-week online bootcamp, and there's a section for my one-to-one VIP and if all else fails, you can't do it yourself, the boot camp didn't work out for you, then you know you can um, you can book a one-to-one online coaching program with myself. But anyhow, let's get cracking. So I'm going to break this into probably 20-minute chunks. I don't want to keep a hate podcast that are far too long. Um, so I'm going to try and keep this as, um, as concise as I possibly can. I'm going to take the first third with 20 points here in total, um, and I'm going to go through each one and highlight what I think what's the biggest mistakes people make what I advise to my own clients um and I'm going to be as normal as, as you guys know if you're following me now while I'm black and white and just because my dietary advice and my tr- nutrition advice and my coaching um style it's not everybody's cup of tea I'm very black and white we have um, it's only so many hours in the day. I'm not into bullshit, I'm not into crap. I'm into getting the job done. I'm not flowery, I'm not all butterflies and rainbows as you all know, but my, my clients get results. You know, They pay me their hard-earned money to get the results. So I tell them what needs to be told. And give them the action plans and the action steps that need to be taken in order to get not just a short term goal, not a short term um, goal achieved, but long term management when it comes to your health, when it comes to your fitness and all those things. So um, I know you guys listen to this probably like that straight talking approach. That's just the way I am. And look here, we're going to get cracking with this now. And first one up is one of the biggies. If you've listened to my podcast before. Follow me on social media. Take ownership people tend to blame their cat their dog their mother their father their children's their jobs their husbands they don't take ownership what I want you to do is look at your body right now and ask yourself right this is my body you know all those good intentions and all those the junk food that you never intended to eat or the wine that you didn't intend to drink Nobody held you down and forced it into your mouth. So you have to take ownership for your life. Nobody else owns it, only you. Your decisions, your choices, your body is a direct result of the decisions you've taken to the state, the missed workouts, the missed walks, the good intentions around, you know, coming in from work and preparing a healthy meal and then deciding, feck it, I'll go to the Chinese or I'll go to the chippy. You know, it's all those decisions, not just one or two, but lots and lots and lots of little decisions over a long period of time called the compound effect, which has either taken you closer to your goal or taken you further away. So taking ownership is key. The second one that I want to talk about is be realistic. Now, probably we are sitting today, it's the 9th of January, and I'm sure a lot of you guys sat down last Sunday and thought to yourselves, you got out all your old diet plans out, you blew the cobwebs of the old recipe books, and thought, this is it, new year, new me, blah, blah, blah. Sat down, created this unrealistic expectation in terms of right I want to lose a half a stone this week I'm going to starve myself I'm going to drop my calories I'm going to change my whole eating regime you probably stood like an Egypt making separate meals for you than you did for your family you know ask yourself is what you're doing right now is it sustainable I'll give you an example this morning I had a talk with um we run an on-site bootcamp. It's a coaching programme we've done in Moore here now for many years. And even though I'm an online coach, my most favourite part of my job is still Coaching. It's still coaching. It's not social media by a long shot. It's not recording videos. It's actually de- dealing with people. So we still run our boot camps and Donick Moore. We do fitness classes, nutrition advice. Um, and one of the ladies, we do an induction talk on a Sunday morning before anybody starts. We welcome all new starts to come in. We thrash it out around a table. Right. Tell me what your problems are. Tell me, tell me where you're struggling with. And the biggest thing that people always say to me is Tara, tell me what date. What can I eat for breakfast? What can I eat for lunch? What can I eat for dinner? And I'm going, I can't tell you that because I don't know what you like. You have to be realistic. So in inverted commas, be realistic. What do you like? So what I said to this, this particular lady, I says, well, what do you like for breakfast? And she says, well, I like porridge. we well, then have some porridge. You know, if you want to add protein in there to get a bit of extra protein in, maybe have a wee Greek yogurt with fruit with it, have a scoop of pro- flavored protein powder into your porridge. But you gotta eat food that you enjoy, and. Been unrealistic and following, like I do, seven day, 10 day jumpstart ebooks where everything's prescriptive and laid out for you. And the, the reason they for short periods of time is because you can't follow somebody else's meal plan for a long period of time. What happens when you eat out? What happens when you meet a friend for lunch? What happens when you go on holiday? You tend to have the all or nothing approach and think, well, I can't follow this meal plan, so feck it. You know, I'm just going to be hung for a sheep as a lamb and sure, have ruined it now. You've had a scone at 10 o'clock and I didn't intend to have that scone. Sure, I as well enjoy the rest of the day now and I'll get back to it in the morning and tomorrow never comes so be realistic base your meals around proteins that you enjoy base your meals around your favorite healthy carbohydrates your healthy fats and give yourself a bit of wiggle room I am a big fan and I always say to my clients what's your non-negotiables let's be realistic here what is your non-negotiables what do you really enjoy what's your favorite food do you like a glass of wine what is something that you can't see yourself living without Whether it be a glass of wine on a Friday night or a Saturday night, whether it be you know a bar of chocolate that you enjoy, you know, for me it definitely would be chocolate. I would say definitely don't want to give up my chocolate. That's okay, you don't have to. You have to be realistic and say, well, I'm not giving up chocolate. So you have to include it as part of your program. So be realistic look at your non-negotiables and say okay and this is where the six one plan falls in so what we're doing is saying diet for six days that's okay on the seventh day you can take your calories back up i give you your diet and calories and I give you your maintenance calories based on your starting weight so it's very clearly laid out so your diet and calories for six days are this and then in your maintenance calories you get to add on an extra five or six hundred and you can have that bar chocolate and if you want to eat the bar chocolate Monday to Friday have a bar of chocolate every day it's not going to make you unhealthy I think 80 20 80 percent of your calories coming from um nutritious whole foods that promote good health and a little bit of what you want that's more sustainable than going gung-ho like a ball in a china shop you know eating foods that you don't enjoy and Going by what I you know, it's like that lady asked me, "What should I eat for breakfast? What do you think's good?" <laughs> Every time I shake my hand, and go, "What do you like? What what do you enjoy eating?" So it's really important that you understand that. Number three, do you okay? So um I'm actually mindful that I'm actually recording this um into the camera here and I feel like I'm talking to each and every one of you so my head down here so I must lift my head and look into this camera while I'm doing this because we do little um subsections of the of the recording and I put it on social media. So I'm looking up here now. Do you what I find, and a lot of people are like this when you're coaching them, they've tried a million things and they're so easily influenced. One of my big bugbears in life is that we are, as this, and this is a broad sweeping statement, we're so easily influenced. You know, if some influencer tells you to go and stand in your head and chant some mantra, if you thought you would lose £7, I would swear to God, I would say a lot of you would do it. You'd be out your backyard, standing on your head, chanting a mantra, lose £7. Don't listen to any of the shit that you hear on social media. Half of it, I I don't even be on social media. It's just a time stealer. And half of the stuff I see, you know, it's like, do people actually believe this? Do you? Do what suits you. Don't be influenced by skinny tea or what your favorite fashion social media influencers doing or what some c-class celebrity on social media is doing do you don't have that shiny object syndrome where you see somebody over there doing something and oh that looks good I'll leave what I'm doing here because I'm not losing weight fast enough or or Susan at work is on a diet and she seems to be doing really really well and you're not doing that great so I think I might just jump over here and I'll go and do what Susan's doing even though what Susan's doing may never work for you but oh no, have to see if we see if we have to get it. Oh, we have to get it if we don't get it. And you go and you spend a complete fortune of money on stupid fad diets that don't work. Do you? Somebody told me the other day, and nearly passed out. I wasn't surprised. Um, there's some very clinical conditions when it comes to dieting that just don't work um, for certain populations, especially clinical populations like polycystic ovarian syndrome and uh, somebody had told me the other day that i was doing a consultations with a one-to-one client and she had polycystic ovarian syndrome it's a deranged metabolism and she sits outside the law of energy balance on like most people because of her condition so her calorie requirements are different we'll, we'll leave it at that there are also considerations when it comes to nutrition fitness supplementation that are over and above what you would normally advise for somebody who is a normal, healthy female. And she had given me all these supplements she was taking and all these vitamins she was taking and she had cut this out of her diet and she would added this in. She was adding more stuff into her diet. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And I said to her, sweet Jesus, you must have a cupboard full of stuff. And she says, Tara, I do. So castor oil, I I wouldn't even I would have to spend a full podcast and a rant to tell you what this woman this poor vulnerable woman who was at the end of her tether had tried everything for her weight management had polycystic ovarian syndrome was extra vulnerable vulnerable in that she was also trying to conceive, so she fell into every category of vulnerable that she could have. Just you know, low mood was just latching onto anything. And you have these charlatans peddling their wares. Do this, do that, do the other. Let me tell you, folks, do you do what suits you. What suits you and what we come when it comes to fat loss is the law of energy balance, calories in, calories out. Again with this conversation this morning with women and I was saying it doesn't matter who you are what you are you are not a special unicorn you do not sit outside the law of energy balance unless you have something like PCOS which is a minute percentage of the population you know your your, your metabolism isn't broken you know you're, you're you're you don't have big bones that's another one I hear frequently Big bones. <laughs> you don't have big bones, that's another myth. Uh, you know, um, my family's overweight, so that means I'm overweight. It's not genetic. So get real with yourself. You have to put the graft in. Do you stop reaching out for the quick fixes and for you know, th- there's a serious amount of FOMO out there, if such and such gets something or if there's some lipstick or some mascara. Sure, Jesus, it sells out in the shop because some idiot on social media told you all to go out and buy it. And what do you all do? You all go out and buy it. It might not suit you, (laughs) it might not be for you, but you would shit yourself if you didn't get it. Have to get it, have to bloody get it. When it comes to your health, it is not sexy. It is not shiny object syndrome and shining bright in the corner. It's very, very simple energy balance, the on sexy stuff like being consistent, doing your walking every day, trying the exercise half an hour a day, every day, over and above, maybe doing a couple of steps, start off small, build up and do it consistently. The compound effect, cut out the high calorie and be consistent with that, see how you get on, have patience, do it for a long period of time before you start throwing the towel in. So start, Stop latching on to influencers and what they're telling you. Stop trying to shortcut this, folks. You have to do you. Your calorie requirement will be completely different from Susan's at work. You have a five-foot sedentary female who's an accountant sitting at a desk all day, who's maybe in her 50s, who maybe doesn't exercise, doesn't walk that much, is petite, will have a far greater calorie requirement than somebody who's five foot eight who has a super busy job, maybe who has young kids at home and our neat activities much, much higher, you know, and who's maybe carrying much more weight to start with. It's it's as unique as your DNA. Your calories requirements are really unique to you. So stop jumping on other people's bandwagons and sit down, take a good long look at your life and say, right, I'm going to do me here from now. on. this is my program for me. So do you. Of course, went off on a tangent there as usual, but that's just me. And this just leads me nicely into the next one. Be patient. Be bloody patient. Ask yourself, how long did it take for this to happen? Over lockdown, people, and and a lot of people are coming out of it now and thinking, Jesus, Tara, I put a stone on over lockdown. I never noticed it going on. Lockdown created the perfect storm. Um, So people who... Uh, say for instance, you're the type of person gets up in the morning, you know, you're getting kids out to school, you're getting up, you're getting changed, you're going downstairs, you're having breakfast, you're tidying up, putting a washing in in the morning, you know, getting into the car, driving to work, walking from the car park to your work, getting into the office, maybe walking around the office all day, doing this, that, and the other. Maybe walking out to the shop at lunchtime, getting your sandwich, coming back into work, moving around in the evening, getting into your car, driving to home, you know, and even if you sat in your bum all evening, you still had that neat movement every day from actually having, uh, even if you had an admin job where you were sitting at a desk, you still had that movement, that extra movement in your daily life. Come lockdown, boom, you didn't have that extra daily in your daily movement in your life compound that then with the fact that you know when you're in work and I think when you're in routine like that you tend to usually have you have your breakfast in the morning if you're a breakfast eater you might have a a coffee break time at 10 o'clock your lunch is at one and then you don't get to eat then until you get into your car in the evening so you only have certain windows of opportunity to consume food unless your desk drawer is full of chocolate but you know, we're sitting at home then and we're usually within touch and distance of the kitchen cupboards where you have the ability to go and reach for your favorite snack at any time of the day. So it created the perfect storm for fat gain. Um, so we were not just moving less and people really underestimate that meat movement, that daily movement, you know, and that is a greater accountability and has a greater contributing factor to your weight management than physical activities so and going to the gym, that movement every day. Then compound that with the fact that you're snacking more. You probably don't see it. It could be maybe a, a couple of extra biscuits every day or, you know, and then take, add that to the fact that you're not moving as much. And over a period of time, again, accumulation, small little things accumulating over a period of time. Um. On, on the flip side of that, it's like losing weight. It's small little things accumulated over a period of time. On the positive side, you lose weight. But in this particular instance, it did create the perfect storm for fat gain for a lot of people. And um, yeah, and, and again, that took a long period of time. So be patient and realize okay, well, I know where I went wrong. I know I'm not moving as much. Okay, so you add in an extra maybe hour walk a day and you know you've been nibbling at the biscuits because they've been winking at you from the kitchen cupboard and in between Zoom calls or whatever it is you're doing, you could just dander into the, the kitchen and, and take it and eat it. And I think that what, that's what has created a lot of problems for a lot of people. Another thing as well um, that, that I've uh, I've been a lot of people have been commenting on is their alcohol consumption. You know, they've got into the habit of maybe drinking a glass of wine or two glasses of wine every night because they're not having to get into the car in the morning to drive to work. So they're just a wee bit more relaxed and laid back in their approach to alcohol as well. And, you know, those are also additional calories. And just cause they're liquid, they still count. <laughs> they still count, it's like your lattice, they still count. Um, and, you know, you'd you have an extra five, 600 calories a day there without even registering, registering that they're passing your lips. It takes a long period of time to lose weight. You know, a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. And if your um, diet and calories for the week is 1,500 calories a day over a period of a week, it's 10,500 calories. You know, 3,500 calories is a pound of fat. You need to deduct 3,500 calories. Um, so say, for instance, your, your diet and calories is 1,500. Your maintenance calories would be 2,000. So that's a 500 calorie deficit a day. Over seven days is 3500 calories and you'll drop a pound of fat. Now, that's not too aggressive. And if you add an extra activity to that, you could lose a wee bit more. Being patient with that. If these women look until you lose. So this is what happens. Women, you know, especially if you've been an ex-Slimmon World or an ex-Weight Watchers participant, you go in the first week and you lose a pile of weight on the scale. Remember, scale weight, is scale weight. It's not fat loss. If I went nil by mouth today, stood in the scales tomorrow morning, first thing, starved, with no clothes on, no jewellery on, you know, you'll 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 lose the scales. Will go down, but that's not fat because when you you know when you're weighing your body, or when you're losing weight each week and you're going by scales, you lose a tiny bit of fat. You lose water you lose bone, you lose muscle mass, you lose lean body mass, organ tissue, it's not all fat but in the first week after a diet you tend to drop your calories. When you drop calories you also drop fluid, it's called the wish effect and you have a big loss in the first week. We're all seeking that week one loss on week two and week three and when we're not getting that big whoosh three, four pound in the first week, it's not working, it's not working. So like a child, you throw your dummy out of the pram. This is not working for me. I'm useless. I can't diet. Why is this not working? I'm so unfortunate. Woe is me. Blah, 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 blah. Boom. No patience to wait it out and understand. A lot of women are very, very intelligent. But when it comes to dieting, they're not one bit intelligent. They lose all wit. They lose all common sense. And they're seeking this week one huge weight loss. And like spoiled children, they don't get it in week two and week three, not working, that's it, boom, and we move on to shiny object syndrome number two, whatever that might be. Be patient. The more realistic amount of fat that you're losing probably comes in week two and week three. It's fat loss, not weight loss. Please, please remember that. This is why I get all my clients to take their waist circumference. You will know when you're dropping fat, not weight because your clothes will be getting nicer, because you'll feel leaner, because you'll have a little bit more energy. Use those as your markers of progress and stop weighing yourself, please. You're less likely to quit when you are using maybe waist circumference, your clothes, than jumping on a scale every day. If I jumped on the scales every day, it would be a different reading every single day. Am I going to continue to wreck my head and feel like a failure because the scales are moving up and down two or three pounds on a daily basis? Not a bloody chance. You get to the point where you ask yourself, hold on a minute here. This is this is stupid. This is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? Take the wheelie bin, open the lid, chuck the scales in. You don't need scales to tell you that you're making progress. Tape measure. Measure your waist once a week or just go by your clothes. You're more likely to be patient in your approach and more likely to be sustainable with it doing it that way than jumping on scales. Where are we at for time now? We're 25 minutes right now. We're gonna do maybe one more and then I'm gonna cut it short to next week. Okay, number five, be flexible. How many of you guys listening here have bought one of my online um, eBooks and thought and maybe lost like, for instance, my 10 day kickstart and my seven day jumpstart. If you jump on that and follow that to the letter, you could lose seven pound in one week. So don't all get excited and like, oh, brilliant. Temper. Most of it's water. OK, you might have lost a pound of fat, but the rest of it will be water. It will be lean body mass. It will be a bit of muscle, but it will not be all fat. And you can follow a meal plan for a week or a prescriptive meal plan. Prescriptive meal plans are great. And that's why I've laid them out in a seven and ten day. But they're never no more than that, because I want you to be flexible. I want you to understand that you do not need to diet in this linear fashion, in order to lose fat. If you're on a diet plan and your calories per day are, so whenever we are coaching people in our online boot camp, we provide a calorie calculator for them and we say, right, well, go in, calculate your calories, and it gives you an option that tells you what your maintenance calories are, which is the calorie required, either just keep your weight where it is, not to lose or not to gain. And it also then tells you to what calories you need for a one pound loss and what calories you need to be eaten for a two pound loss. I always say to my clients, everybody jumps at, oh, I'm going to do the two pound. Oh, a is two pound? I want to do fast, fat, so fat, so fat. need to lose weight. I'm going to jump. I'll do the two pound loss for the first week or two and then I'll go on to the one pound loss because I just really want to see results this week. So, oh no, no patience. Add it like a ball in a china shop. Want to lose as much weight as I possibly can, as short a piece of time as I want, as I can, straight on for the two pound loss a week, which tends to be far too aggressive. Please, please, please be sensible. Go for the one plan. I say this all the time. We're doing our weekly check-ins with clients on the BidCamp, and you might see a five-foot woman trying to lose two pounds of fat a week which means she's dieting ridiculously low calories that she's never going to be sustaining (laughs) in a million years. You're going to lose weight anyway at the start. You only need to make slight slight, tiny adjustments. Just have some patience. Start off in the one pound a week deficit, um, which is usually 500 calorie deficit, and work from there. Now, you don't have to eat the same calories every day. Be flexible in your approach. Say to yourself, right, my, as I said earlier in the, the, the podcast, what are my non negotiables? Oh, God, I'd love a wee glass of wine on a Friday night. I'd love to have a glass of wine on a Friday night or two glasses of wine. On a Friday night. Grand. Right. How many calories is that going to cost me? Probably going to cost me what? Three, 400 calories extra. So I'm dieting on 1500. And I know on a Friday, I would love to have two glasses of wine. So I'll need an extra 400 calories. Grand. Just save about 100 calories a day to allow for your two glasses of wine on a Friday night. But don't starve yourself all day on the Friday to allow for the wine on the Friday night. That'll backfire. So be flexible. Or if you come in Monday and Tuesday and you're quite adherent and you hit your, you don't, as I say, never, I, I always say this to my one-to-one clients, don't be sitting counting, thinking, oh my God, I was, 50, I am meant to be 1500 and I'm, I'm 1540. Oh my God, I went over by 40 calories. That's awful. You know, chill, chill out. It's not the end of the world you're still in a deficit on the bigger scheme of things you're only over 40 calories even if you went over by 500 calories on a 1500 calorie day and yet 2000 you lost the run of yourself in that 2000 that's no biggie pull back in the next two days afterwards you know pull back to 1300 calories or 1400 calories you know nobody's, nobody's going to die you just balance it out it's what you do on average that counts but we do take this all or nothing approach to our diet and you know we think actually oh, sure. Um, there we go again I was meant to be on 1500 to sure look at greedy chops at 2000 disaster I'm a disaster not at all I don't think I've ever eaten the same amount of calories at all in my life you know there's days I'm going to be more hungry than others there's times especially at particular times of the month with your period you have what is I call it, two good weeks and two bad weeks when you have your period is called the follicular stage which is the period two weeks after your period ends and then you have your luteal phase of your cycle which is the two weeks leading up to your bleed your luteal phase is where the hormones start to shift and your hunger intensifies and again that's to do with your hormones you're going to be hungrier at that time in the month and understand that, and even having a wee bit of extra calories built in for that i have clients where i sit and say to them right they're they especially about seven ten days before your period starts your blood sugar levels start to drop and they have the fear gone in them to think that they're going to take into the chocolate and that they're going to lose the run of themselves. And they say, well, that's okay. Have a bloody bar of chocolate. If you want 400 calories, extra calories for chocolate at that time, sit down, have a cup of tea and bloody enjoy it. Don't guilt yourself about it. Just build it into your calories. You know, your hormones play havoc with your appetite at that time of the, of the month. Enjoy your chocolate, build it into your calories. And I have tons of one-to-one clients and we do that. They're losing weight. They don't worry about the day or they don't worry about the next day because they know over the period of the average of the week and the month, they're still going to drop fat. And it's what you do on average. One swallow doesn't make a summer. One meal doesn't entitle you to weight loss. One bad meal doesn't entitle you to weight gain. It's what you do on average. And another thing that people do is that, you know, if they do have a super high calorie day, they go then and they completely annihilate their confidence by weighing themselves the next morning. And when you have all that food in your gut, it stands to reason that your body's going weigh heavier because you've eaten more the day before away. and So all that food's sitting in your gut. And when your body, especially when you're eating carbs, when you eat carbs in particular, one gram carb will bind three grams of water in the gut to it to help digest it so not just have you got the food but you'll probably have a a, a, you'll have extra fluid retention there as well all that weighs in the scale another reason to wreck your head the day after you overeat now maybe and here not even overeat but maybe just take your calories back up to maintenance but we go and we just rewind ourselves then by jumping on the scales the next day please don't do that remember if you're and say for instance your diet and calories are just for argument's sake they're 1500 a day to lose a pound of fat a week you know you have to diet in 1500 calories a day over a seven day period that's ten and a half thousand calories a week and when I'm coaching my one-to-one clients I always say to them don't stress out about maybe overeating in one day and under eating on another day you know and on the flip side of what I was saying there, out of clients who maybe were overeaters their entire life and you're giving them calories of 1800 calories a day to diet, maybe 2000 calories a day to diet and they're sitting at 1500 calories or 1600 calories at the end of the day and for the first time in their life they're actually paying attention to their natural intuitive hunger cues and they're actually sitting at the end of the day and they're thinking well i 15 or 1800 calories today I've eaten 1400 I'm actually really full I don't need any more there's a whole stress match then it's like the mess just go through Tara I am actually really full at 1400 and um haven't actually had my protein for today and um uh, should I eat don't eat if you're not hungry don't eat rule number one you know so what you're 1400 400 calories under your targets that day happy days that just means that you've eaten less than you should you're probably going to lose a wee bit more weight than normal but it won't put you into starvation mode your body won't hang on to fat you know in times of famine and and store fat that's a myth so starvation mode's a myth under eating is you know and hanging on that's it's only in very 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 extreme cases of starvation but in a normal, everyday, general population rule of thumb, I can guarantee you pulling your calories under by a couple hundred each day because you're not hungry and you don't want to force feed yourself to hit a calorie target will do you not one bit of harm because at some stage in the weeks or the months ahead, there will be a day when you will do anything for extra calories and you know you've undereaten on other days and you can have a few more extra on that day. No biggie. Again, just stop stressing yourself out. So be flexible in your approach. Don't annihilate yourself for overeating on a day and maybe eating more calories than your, your your daily calorie target is. Remember, fat loss is not linear. Cycle your calories again. For me, you know, um, and for clients, I would always say, well, if if you would like a few extra calories on a Saturday you know even save 100 or do a day where you don't eat all your 1800 calories you only eat 1500 calories maybe do that for two days and save yourself an extra 600 calories for a Saturday so that means on a Saturday instead of having your 1800 you can have an extra 600 and it's almost two and a half thousand for a Saturday you know and you can maybe get that takeaway that you want or um, you know get that wee bit of that extra part of chocolate that you want Again, it's what you do on average that counts. So be flexible in your approach and stop wounding yourself, mentally wounding yourself and re wounding yourself for overeating. It's really easy. Just pull back on another day. Days you aren't hungry, don't force feed yourself. Let it sit because there'll be days, other days in the month, you'll be glad of those extra calories. Again, they're there in reserve. So be flexible in your approach. But again, back to number four be patient. It takes time. So with that, we are now sitting with that podcast thirty-five minutes. I thought to myself before I started, Tara, you'll probably rattle us out now in twenty minutes. But as usual, maybe and me go off in May, <laughs> quite a million different tangents. And I'm really mindful that this week can be potentially dangerous for a lot of people because, again, I'm probably sitting today thinking, right? I was I started last Sunday, I lasted to Monday. I had great intentions on Tuesday, screwed it up at four o'clock on Tuesday, and decided, to affect that. Maybe I did a half good day on Wednesday. Sure came to the weekend and my. So we're, uh, or my um, dry January went out the window and sure, I'm a disaster. You're not a disaster. You are not a disaster. You are normal. But, you know, even though you have the knowledge now, <laughs> knowledge is only, you say knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is no te- is potential power. You have to implement. You have to take action. And there's not much point listening to this podcast. If it, you're not taking at least one of these points today. Um, one of these five points, an implementment. You know, nobody's going to come and rescue you. Nobody's going to come and do it for you. You know, I'm here if you ever need help with anything at all, but I can't do it for you either. Um, you have to implement, you have to take action. You have to take one thing and run with that. Even if that's deciding, okay, I'm going to go for a walk this week. Instead of doing 10,000 steps a day, I'm going to do 12,000. And I'm going to do that for the month of January. And then next month, I'm going to take one more thing. I might decide to, instead of having a scone on my 10 o'clock tea break and and, and work, I might just have an apple. I'm going to save myself 300 calories by doing that. There you go. So you've added on a wee bit of a walk and then you've changed your 10 o'clock tea snack. That's all it takes. That, and do that for a month. Then when it comes to March, add something else in. Slow, steady, incremental habits. Compounded one on top of the other is called the compound effect. That's, that's what's having patience. That's what having flexibility. That's what's taking ownership. That's what's being realistic. And you're doing you. So we've just culminated all the points there in the first five points in that last sentence. Do you. Implement one thing take ownership and look folks you know with one body look after it stop mentally rewinding yourself every time you don't do something you thought you were going to do just keep trying just keep keep going keep trying and we are not athletes people think that they have to be these elite performers when it comes to their nutrition and their training you do not small steady incremental approaches that fits in with your life whether you're a mummy, whether your children are up and away, <laughs> whether you are single, you know, make sure it fits into your life and do you. And I'll leave you all with that. So I love you some ladies on this Sunday, the 9th of January. I'm going to come back on. I'm going to do another few and we're going to continue on with these pointers now to help you out over the month of January. Uh, And thank you so much for everybody who's downloaded my 6-1 plan. We are, Damon and I are completely overwhelmed. We always sit down and we never, we're always blown away by how many people download this. We're blown away by the support that we've had in um, 2021. This to me, talking to you guys here on here, this is the part of my job that I absolutely love. It's that connection with the person. Um, and, you know, back to earlier in the podcast, talking about social medias and that fake, that fake existence that I don't like because I know that there's lots of vulnerable people who are very, very easily influenced. And I want you women to be strong. I want you to have your own mind and your own opinion and take responsibility. And, um, you know... I hate that word empowerment. It makes me cringe, but you know, um, and I don't say it often on social media, and I'm unashamedly always myself. Um, and I probably should be more politically correct, but I, I can't. I just I can just do myself. And, you know, the reason I did this job and I love this job and I do this job is because we only have responsibility for ourselves ultimately we have one life folks we have one body you know we have to take ownership and look after ourselves we can't look around us and stop comparing ourselves to other people and stop looking at what other people have that you might want you know look at your own life take control of what you can do for you and forget all the white noises out there and be ruthless with your choices when it comes to your health is what i'm going to say. Um, you know you see things day and day later but just break your heart absolutely break your heart um and there's one thing we can control we can control our movement we can control what goes into our mouth nobody else can control that you can protect you can be a victim if you want but that'll not get you very far um or you can be you know somebody who's strong will determine disciplined to get the goals that they want for their body and their health and hopefully that's you and uh, folks Happy New Year, I suppose I need to say that. I didn't say it at the start of the podcast and um, have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you very much.